We wanted to take a second to address the current state of our nation and society. Too many black men and women have lost their lives at the hands of the police in the oppressive system we live in. The recent murder of George Floyd is not a wake-up call. It's just the same damn alarm that's been ringing for black men and women for centuries. We stand in solidarity of the many who are fighting, protesting, and raising their voices on the front lines to end police murder and brutality and systemic oppression of black people. Black lives matter. It's impossible for us not to address this when talking about a league and entity that is made up of almost 70% of black men. Our job as white men is to shut up and listen to the black voices and to amplify them. You can do this by donating to the many amazing organizations fighting this fight day in and day out, including Black Lives Matter, Campaign Zero, and Freedom Funds based in your city. Our podcast is designed to bring some fun and joy for a sliver of your day. Stay safe. We love you all. He's running down the middle by the 50. He's at the 30. He's bare-chested and banging his chest. Now he runs the opposite way. He runs at the 50. He runs at the 40. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. Welcome to Debates on Tap presents Football, the show. Why do you even ponder passing? I mean, you can take a knee and try a 56-yard field goal. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. I mean, Sam Darnold needs five downs to get a first down. Goodness, the Bears' season's going to end on a double doink. Baker Mayfield is better at throwing to the other team. Giants are coming off a worse week than Harvey Weinstein. We joke sometimes on this show. Do we? Not enough. Yeah. But in all seriousness, who... You're, you're familiar with the video game John Madden Football? Yes. I'm intimately familiar with Madden. Yes, you've played it a few times. You've run a team. You've coached a team. Who do you right. think could coach a team better in the actual NFL? You or Matthew Nagy? Uh, see, here's the thing about old, old Matt Nagy, who... Maggie. Maggie. We'll call him Maggie. I think he's a fine head coach. I think his offensive play calling is not great in that he believes that he is he is Andy Reid, one of the best offensive minds minds out there and play callers out there in that you know whenever you're in a short yarded situation you're like we got to have a play that's going to pick up yards right this second what do we want to do i have a sweet play for quarter l patterson patterson do you think that'd be great yes and matt Nagy radios that in the backup quarterback mitch trubisky hears it and you can see him on the sideline shaking his head as it's called and that is, to me, is the most telling. And Nick Foles just stands there for a second, dejected, and then calls the play, and then they get negative one yards. And <laughs> if Mitch Trubisky, again, any person in the NFL is infinitely more talented at football and has a better football mind than I do, because I'm not in the NFL. Right. But if Mitch Trubisky shakes his head at a play call, it's probably a bad play call. It's probably a bad play call. And, and that's the one thing about the Bears, especially the most of the time the Bears are known as they have a pretty solid defense. And this year they have a pretty fine defense. Their defense is belling them out of a lot of situations. However, whenever they decided to go with the situation, much like we talked about, whenever we were doing the um, uh, the predictions and all that stuff, breaking down the, the divisions and these teams, we figured that what would happen was Mitch Trubisky would be benched because while Mitch Trubisky is a a very okay quarterback. He's not a quarterback that's going to lead your franchise to a Super Bowl, for example. He's, yeah. It's not, that's not Mitch's strong suit. And Nick Foles, Nick Foles won that Super Bowl with the Eagles 
coming off the bench, rallying the team behind a devastating injury from Carson Wentz, and being plugged into a system by Doug Peterson, who had just come left uh, Andy Reid's system and, and the Chiefs and became the head coach and play caller there. And he plugged into a team that was very talented, had a great defense, and they're able to ride that wave to a New England Patriots uh, team that they socked right in the mouth and and beat them for the for the Super Bowl. Nick Foles is, as we have seen since then, is not primed to lead, a, start a team, lead a team, and lead that team to wins. You know what I mean? Not all season long, no sir. Now, I will say the Bears are the weirdest out of all the teams that are good, bad, mediocre, even. The Bears are in that 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 weird middle ground where one they are a five and two team. We can't deny that they've won five football games this year. That's a fact. But they're easily the worst of the over five hundred teams, right? Sure. And I just I, they they snuck by a you know a big game Tampa Bay on Thursday night, which I think they they snuck by that game because they had the, they, their defense matched up very well against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense. And it was a, a Thursday night game, so they caught the Buccaneers on a short rest week anyway. And then they just got freaking just pummeled um, on Monday night by the by the Los Angeles Rams. And yeah. it's like, what what what's going to give? You know, what has to give before someone does something to save the Bears? It's gonna, you know, what they're gonna have to give? They're gonna have to give a shit about winning. <laughs> now, if you've made it this far. You already know what it is, but per chance, <laughs> per chance, it's your first listen. This is the NFL show brought to you by two thirds of debates on tap. That's right. I'm Brian. I'm Brendan. And we are missing, as always, pork cheek. Our, our poor, our poor little, little, little brother, brother bear. Vargas. He's, he's more into uh, the hockey, which is football on ice. That's right. I was trying to, while we were doing that, I was trying to look up at this interesting stat I saw today that I don't, of course, I can't find it as soon as we start this podcast. But it was something about how the Chiefs have become the first team in history to have a pick six, a fumble recovery for touchdown, or a fumble recovery and like a uh, hundred, uh, like a kickoff return for a touchdown in a half ever. So it, one of those kind of weird, dumb yeah, stats. one of those weird, interesting stats I thought was pretty fascinating. Um, so yeah, so oh man, there, there's a lot to talk about this week because the football world was insane this week. Um, called an upset, I think, by the Arizona Cardinals and over the Seattle Seahawks. Sorry, Riley, uh, for who the hell is this for? Um, because did you watch any of that Arizona Seattle Seahawks game? I saw some highlights. Goddamn, that was the craziest game because it was. I still do not know. I cannot say for sure if it was truly the Arizona Cardinals beating the Seattle Seahawks or if it's the Seattle Seahawks beating themselves. Well, Russ did have that goal line interception. Russ had a, a couple of bad decisions. They ran a lot of just really weird play calls. It felt like, honestly, in overtime, the Seahawks were playing for a tie. I don't think they understood quite that they were trying to beat the Arizona Cardinals. You know, So that's why I'm saying there's a lot of weird decisions in that game where their play calling was very poor. Their defense just couldn't get appropriate stops when they needed to against Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals. Def- or offense, I'm sorry. And then you had the crazy situation at the end of that in overtime where they just let them march down the field. And they, they had this phenomenal play call where um, they, they brought out Arizona Cardinals in overtime. 
brought out everyone out wide. So it was just Kyler Murray behind the line by himself. You could see they went, the Seattle Seahawks went two deep safety, which basically means their safeties went deep to cover the long ball and everyone else cleared the middle of the field out. Kyler Murray took just, the ball yeah. and the, the offensive line split in front of him and he just took off barreling down the field for a good 20, 30 yards. Yeah. And I don't know. So again, much like we talked about a, a couple weeks ago, and even whenever we highlight the Seahawks um, to come into the season is that they feel a lot like the 2018 Chiefs in that their offense will easily keep them in games, will help them win games, but their defense is not anything you can rely on. And currently in that division, with when you have, um, excuse me, when you have uh, the Seattle Seahawks 5-1, Arizona Cardinals 5-2, and LA Rams 5-2, and and the San Francisco Giants 5 uh, Four and three. San Francisco Giants, huh? San Francisco Giants. San Francisco 49ers at four and three. I think they should give the <laughs> NFC East's playoff spot to the NFC West. I uh, I 100% think that because uh, Philly did get a uh, win over the New York Giants this week. Um, and right now, let's just talk about the NFC East for a second. Uh, at the top of the NFC East is Philadelphia Eagles at two, four, and one. You have the Washington football team at two and five, Dallas Cowboys two and five, New York Giants at one and six. Dallas Cowboys again play the Washington football team and just got creamed. And I'll say this by real them. quick: what no one ever likes people getting hurt. Yes, but if somebody gets hurt on your team, if your quarterback, and you don't give a shit, if your quarterback gets knocked out of the game by a dirty hit, and no one says anything to the guy, shoves him, says anything, I don't care if it's a backup or not. I don't care who it is. That for for that Cowboys team to just watch Andy Dalton get knocked out, helmet flies off, and he's motionless on the ground, and just stand there like, eh, what what, what can you do? You know, yeah. is just insane to me. The Cowboys have no fight in them. There's so much crazy drama. I don't know if you saw this crazy drama going on between Mike McCarthy, the coaching staff, and the players, where the players have been saying they're very upset and discontent with their they don't feel prepared, which is very obvious, and the coaching staff being like. We prepare them as much as we can. It's their their job to execute. So you have a lot of kind of weird stuff going on. And and at this point, I, I would be shocked if Mike McCarthy was the the Dallas Cowboys head coach next year. Because it looks like that man woke up woke up from retirement and just stayed retired. Like yeah. that he just woke up from retirement and went, I'll coast through this and, and, and be there. But granted, like we have talked about, I, I did mention one time, and this is a this is truth. The one uh Devil's advocate thing I'll say about Mike McCarthy is that whenever he was hired on by Jerry Jones, I've mentioned this before, uh, Jerry Jones has not let him bring over a lot of his staff and his guys and his full coaching staff with him. Yeah, he couldn't make choices. Right. So that's a Jerry Jones team. And that's a Jerry Jones problem. So, so yeah. But anyway, going back to the Seattle Seahawks, man, I, I, I again, I think their offense is going to keep them in games, but that defense is just, it's very bad, especially with how good uh, teams like the Rams look, the uh, the the uh, 49ers look, and 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 as well as the Cardinals look. So to me, that it, that division is going to be very interesting the way it's going to shake out. I know I picked the Seahawks, but I'm pretty sure I even said on the show that I was rooting for the Cardinals. Right. I just needed to get some separation from you. I know, and it didn't happen. It didn't happen. We'll talk about it here. It's the second. opposite. Uh, let's talk about the Chiefs game for a second or two. The Chiefs played the uh, Denver Broncos in Denver, where it was like. 19 degrees and snowing. Uh, Patrick Mahomes did show that he was still a snow game guy, even though his stats were a little bit lower. Still threw for 200 yards and a touchdown, but 
This was a, a, a game that shows the rest of the league that they can win it no matter what. Even if Pat isn't quote-unquote playing out of his mind. Even if he Pat Patrick Mahomes is not elite, and this is the first time this team has gone, uh, oh, like has did not convert a third down in like years. We didn't know, convert a third down didn't all day. One third down all day. Yikes! So that's, frust- that's frustrating. It's kind of kind of bananas, right? So, so yeah. So this this just shows that um, this team, when it comes to special teams, when it comes to defense, defense stepped up big time in this game. Um. As well as shows that for Denver, Drew Locke is not their guy. <laughs> I don't want to say he's not their guy yet. I, I He's I, not their guy this season. He's not their guy this season. And don't get me wrong. I think Drew Locke is fine. But for all the hype on Drew Locke, I mean, last season he was like 5-1 uh, and one or 5-2 and two or something like that. And yeah. he's, he was a starter. But again, you look back at the teams they played last year. He didn't beat a team with a winning record. No, and I think it is hype. I think hype's the problem. I think hype is a problem. I think... You know, he was a guy that they kind of stuck in. He got, he did get injured this year. His, uh, his collarbone or shoulder or something like that. But again, I mean, for him to play this poorly in the snow two years in a row against the Chiefs last year too. Denver better get a roof. I, I, I'm, I'm kind of worried about the old guy. But he, he Drew Locke showed a lot of the same mistakes he's, he's been showing. Uh, staring down reads, uh, staring down his first read, um, not panicking. You know, when it comes to the blitz and things like that, and he is not very good under pressure. Um, but yeah, but Chiefs dominated that game. They looked phenomenal, uh, as well as the other team in the AFC or two other teams in the AFC West, the Buccaneers, uh, not the Buccaneers, but the Raiders played the Buccaneers and got just walloped. Um, it, it was close in the, th- I say that <laughs> in, in large, large quotes that were in the studio. You couldn't hear them. Right. Um, in, in this game, in the third quarter, it was 24 to 20, but there was never there was never a time this game that that the the Buccaneers didn't lead the game basically. Yeah. So so yeah, um, yeah. Tampa Bay is a game is a team that we talked about a while ago that is a hair scary because I, I basically that front four is scary. I'll that, tell you their, that their defense is pretty damn good. They're one of the best in the league right now. I think they are technically the best in the league right now, followed close by Pittsburgh. Um, but they but I, I basically had said a, a, a while ago that it's probably going to take halfway through the season-ish for Tom Brady to kind of get warmed up and get going. And we're seeing that kind of happen. So very curious, very interesting how that's going to play out because I think there's a big game with them uh, against the New Orleans. Nope, nope, there is not. So anyway, so (laughs) that's coming in a couple weeks, I think. Um, So yeah, so as well as the Chargers, man, Justin Herbert looks pretty damn good. He's looking good. He's He's the only guy with Mahomes to throw for 250 yards in the first five games. Right. Granted, they did play the Jacksonville Jaguars, but and but I still, think they're also getting into you know catch up scenarios and, and that correct. kind of thing. So so yeah, so there's there's some interesting stuff there. Um, but yeah, so a lot of fun football on this week. I don't think there's another big game I want to talk about, other than maybe something for next week. Well, I'll fill real quick. There's two big signings. The uh, Buccaneers signed Antonio Brown, Mm -hmm. bringing him back to Tom Brady, which they were briefly uh, teammates in New England. And then just the day, the day of this recording, um, the Baltimore Ravens signed Des Bryant to their practice squad, which that is, uh, to me, that is a no-risk only reward signing right especially if he is only getting the vet minimum which i would imagine is is what he's getting because he hasn't been in the league um but if you give somebody like that who can make those bigger plays to go up and get balls which they don't really have they They don't have have that all they do not have a big strong outside receiver yeah so if they can get that and and maybe that will help their 
Now, I, I don't want to call it woes, but if somebody can go get Jackson's overthrows, right, might be helpful for him. Might might be helpful. But again, yeah, Des Bryant um, hasn't played in a couple of years because he ended his season uh, two years ago in the preseason, early early start of the game, or before the season even started with an Achilles uh, tear. So, and he he looked all right with Dak. He Whenever did. Dak was thrown to him, he still had it. So it, it'll be interesting to see I'm what he's very got. curious to see what he has. So yeah, so a couple of big signings there. Um, last week. Um, I went eleven and three. Bry guy went nine and five. That's the opposite. Brings of us of what I'm trying to do here. <laughs> total of sixty-two and twenty-six for your boy, and fifty-five and thirty-three for Bry guy. So coming into this week, there's going to be some fun games. I think there's a division game in this week that I think is going to be probably the game of the year. Um, well, let's cool it on year. I think <laughs> I think it's going to be a smoke show one way. Just saying. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a very fun, interesting game. Uh, first up, uh, the Thursday night game, a real stinker, real stinker. We have the Atlanta Falcons who scored a touchdown, which was the statistically wrong thing for them to do and ended up losing the game against the Lions. Yeah. And the guy tried to his credit. He, he did try. Gurley did try to stop, but he, unfortunately, whenever the opposite team scores, whenever, or celebrates, whenever you score, that's bad, bad sign. Yep. So Atlanta Falcons are playing the Carolina Panthers. I'm going to pick the Carolina Panthers. Yep. I like the I like the Panthers a lot, and I think um, coming off short rest, they have a better... I, I think the Falcons are cursed, let me just say that, and I don't think they're going to lift that curse anytime soon. Yeah. Uh, why is it? Is it because they already expect low ratings for Thursday night games, or do they are they just that bad at deciding what game's going to be good? I think it's a mixture of most teams, teams do not lobby for Thursday night games. Sure. Teams hate, th- like Richard Sherman and a few, several other players a year or two back came out and said, we fucking hate Thursday night games because you're coming off very short rest. Yep. Um, uh, and then you have to travel usually. And then you're also, it, you're just more prone to injury and bad play. That's why most, most games generally are very bad game Thursday night games anyway, as well as I think whatever the NFL looks at, um, picking these games i guarantee at the start of the season they looked at well the falcons they played better at the end of the year they they had a really great run at the end of the year they're prime they have a lot of great weapons as well as we have carolina with teddy bridgewater coming in playing that game that might be a good matchup then as the season goes along you're like why the fuck would they like what are they thinking i think think other times too they look at as a dump as a dumping ground so um division game here we have the new england patriots who looked atrocious on offense versus the buffalo bills um, I think the Bills are going to bounce back from an ugly loss uh, a week or so ago. Yeah, the Patriots just threw four interceptions, and I know Cam's worried he got benched. He's worried about his starting job. But if Belichick decides to start Stidham over Newton, then right. he's also giving up. Uh, I would agree. Because that's not going to go well. Right. So, yeah. So, I'm I'm picking Buffalo. Are you going to also pick Buffalo? Oh, yeah. Okay. I thought that I made that pretty clear. I, I, you, you made it clear, but you didn't say it. But. Then we have the Tennessee Titans playing the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, Tennessee Titans uh, lost a pretty damn good game against the Steelers. Um, then the Cincinnati, Cincinnati Bengals almost beat the Cleveland Browns. They did. That was that was a fun game. I I I, I had picked the Cincinnati Bengals. I I like Cincinnati Bengals a lot. Um, this game though, I don't think Cincinnati has enough to go to toe to go toe to toe with. Tennessee and their their offensive makeup and attack. So I'm picking Tennessee for this game. Even though as much as I would love to pick Cincinnati, uh, I'm going to stick with Tennessee. I want to pick the Bengals because I got to separate from you, but this one I can't. This I have one, to pick the Titans. <laughs> this one I don't think is a good separation. 
Then we have the Las Vegas Raiders playing the Cleveland Browns. Give me those Browns, baby. I know. I like the Browns a lot in this game because Cleveland's offense or defense, I'm sorry, is atrocious. And I think Cleveland's uh, defense is starting to, to pick up a little bit, but I think this is going to be a really fun matchup. Uh, then we have the Indianapolis Colts playing the Detroit Lions. Uh, I'm going to pick Indianapolis here because I'm looking for them to bounce back. They've had a couple bad games, and I'm looking for that defense to kind of step up a little bit and go to toe-to-toe with the with the Lions. I'm going to pick the Lions. Oh, wow. That's surprising. I hate Phillip Rivers, and I got to make up ground So you're you. saying you, that you like Matt Stafford then? Okay. No. He's fine. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's fine. Then we have the Minnesota Vikings playing the Green Bay Packers. Green Bay coming off a, a bye, and I think Minnesota did as well. Rodgers is going to fucking annihilate yeah, it, it, I think this is going to be very similar to what happened uh, to start their, their home opener. Uh, this is not going to be a pretty game. Um, yep, then we have the New York Jets facing the Kansas City Chiefs. Boy, uh, look. This game has opened as one of the highest unders ever, like ever. It opened at 20.5 in Casey's favor. Even if the Jets had won like two, you could call this a trap game. But at this point, yeah, if we lose to we, the New York Jets, I, I would we gu- don't deserve the Super Bowl. I would guarantee that we could start Chad Henney and a lot of the backups in this game and still win this game. I would, ar- I would argue. Probably. The New York Jets, I sent Brian this funny stat today. In the second half against the Bills, they ended up with four total yards net. Net total yards. In the second half against the Bills. Yeah. How, how do you do that? Uh, I think it's a mixture of just not trying and Adam Gase. <laughs> in their first drive, they gained 12 yards, 13 yards, ended up with only four at the end of the game. <laughs> oh, boy. Beautiful. Then we have the Los Angeles Rams playing the Miami Dolphins. This is the first Tua, Tua, yeah. Tua starting. Um, it's his, uh, it is not one. It's not his first game. Or it's not a yeah. It's not his first game playing. Playing it's, is his first game. It's starting. the two a game. Yes, that um, he's played in. I I don't I, think I worry can about I deliver that line again. I'm sorry. Yes, I'm sorry. I was thinking ahead. Go two ahead. a game. <laughs> two, two. All right. Two. All right. It, well, I couldn't figure it out. Oh, it's okay. the oh, second one. You're just workshopping number a two joke right now. <laughs> yeah, number two. A. Are you going with the Rams or the Dolphins? Ah, uh, dog. Nope. Rams. Rams. I the too. land animal. I, too, am going to pick the Rams. I think that's going to be a fun game, but the Rams are kind of rocking and rolling right now. I kind of worry about their defense, especially their front, like Aaron Donald. Just I know Tua can get away, but I do worry about, yeah, pressure, uh, how right. he's going to handle it. Not that he's going to take sacks or anything, but I think it'll first first game. Correct. It'll, it'll be a little bit of a learning curve. Even though they have, they're have they on a bye week this past week, a lot of time to prepare, but I still think the Rams are going to pull this game out. Then we have probably, like I said, my favorite game, of the of the, I have a lot of favorite games, but this is probably gonna be one of my favorites: the Pittsburgh Steelers versus the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, I really do think the Steelers are just built to handle Lamar, and if they, again, they're not dumb. Mike Tomlin's been around for a while, so if yes. they force Lamar to throw again, which teams should be doing again, out of the teams, out of the games Ravens lost last year, they played the Steelers twice because they're in their division, took them to overtime, and almost beat them <laughs> another time. Yeah. So I think. And that, was without, and that was without a quarterback. It is going to be fun. I think this game is going to be a lot of fun, but I am picking the Steelers. Yeah, Steelers are going to get this one. I think so. I think it's going to prove a lot of, lot of things in that division. So uh, Then we have the Los Angeles Chargers uh, playing the Denver Broncos. Yeah, uh, I think Herbert's better than Lockett, this, at least at this point. I think so. I, and could be at all times. I think I am also picking the Chargers. So Then we have the New Orleans Saints versus the Chicago Bears. You know, Saints are just, they're not, they're, they're good enough. 
They're yes. good enough to beat the Bears. Right. <laughs> I don't know where they I still don't know where they stand. I think they're I don't think they're going to win their division. I at this point in the season, I don't think they are either, but I think they will pull out this win against the Bears because the Bears are showing that what their true colors and New Orleans defense is fine. They it's just fine. have a lot, a lot of penalties. It'll but be fine against Nick Foles, I'm sure. Correct. I think it'll be fine. Then we have the San Francisco 49ers versus the Seattle Seahawks. Oh boy. Um What's the nerd stat for Seattle's run defense? I can look it up real fast. Because that'll tell a lot. Because I know their offense can outduel the 49ers offense very well. But if their run defense is is, right. is not good and they can manage to keep Russ off the field, which I know people try to always say. Seattle is very their 28th overall defensive DVOA. They're 30th against the pass. So one of the worst teams in the league gets passed. But they're 9th against the against rush. Against the run. But is that because people don't run a lot on them because they're trying to play catch up? You know, those Possibly. are the things you got to take into account. Now, obviously, San Francisco has a very good defense. They're like seventh overall, something like that. Uh, man, I think the Seahawks are going to take it again. You think You think so? You think the Seahawks are going to win this game? I just, you know, it's rough. It's rough. I do think the Seahawks are going to do it, though. I think, again, Seattle, I mean, San Francisco's... Uh, Offensive offensive passing attack is fine, but the rushing def- rushing offense is phenomenal. It's very good. Uh, Seattle is really great uh, passing, and they're finding it with the run too. Partly because uh, uh, Russell Wilson does really well, and Chris Carson's. I think he's out with an ankle injury now, so that's a big thing to watch in for their rushing attack. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a game I could probably talk about for a while because this is another fun, really great division game. I think. I think ultimately. San Francisco might. Pull You're picking this game against up. the Seahawks twice in a row. Yeah. Well, look, if you if they lose this week, one, you're going to have to answer to <laughs> Riley. And two, I am, yeah. We need to start tracking this because if they win every time you say they're going to win, yes. then you got to be careful. I think yeah, I have a, I've a, I have a, power. a power that I don't know if I want or not cuz I don't want to I love Russell Wilson so much, but you can't abuse it. But I can't abuse it. So, I'm picking the San Francisco 49ers who I'm picking Seattle. Okay, okay. We've only Gone apart once this week, right. which is a real bummer for me. Then we have uh, the Dallas Cowboys playing the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, for Sunday night. Fo- are we in this the flex is, yet? This is Sunday night. Fo- I, they're going to flex this game. Or, but I, I thought they had to I wait would, a certain number of weeks. Uh, no, they can flex. They I can think, flex whenever I, they want. I think they can. Flex I would, Seattle and San I was Francisco. Say, I would not be surprised if they flexed uh, possibly even... Uh, the Pittsburgh Baltimore game. I would not be surprised if they did that. Either way, but get Dallas and Philly. But Dallas and Philly is going to be a trash game. I'm going to pick the Philadelphia Eagles because as of right now, yeah, Andy, who's the quarterback? Uh, Andy Dalton is in the concussion protocol. It's a rookie uh, guy. I'd never heard heard of. I think they picked him up in like the sixth, seventh round last no, year. No, I'm going Philly. It's going to be Philly. Uh, Monday Night Football is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the New York Giants. Bucks are going to smoke them. Bucks are going to win this game. They might make Daniel Jones quit. <laughs> I have I've seen a few screenshots where his offensive line is just blocking nobody. It is not doing anything the way they should. Um, but gosh, that wraps up week seven of the NFL. I think uh, almost at the halfway point. Almost at the halfway point. I think next week or the week after we'll do kind of a much like we did, you know, quarter way through the season, halfway through the season. We'll still we'll do like a a fun break, little you know, look at each division and things like that. Maybe we we'll look at the power rankings too. Power see where rankings, everybody lies. Really interesting. So, so yeah. 
Hey, if you got if you think Brendan also has a superpower, or if your name is Riley and you wanna you wanna freak out on him, which <laughs> understandable, you can email us at debatesonfans at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at debates on tap, and you can find us on Instagram at debates on pictures. Uh, again, we host quite a few more shows. We're we're building our little ring here. All of this week we have spooky week going up we've had two episodes up and then this episode will go up at the same time as uh, as as, as a spooky week day three yeah so if you if you want to hear m- less football i would say 99 <laughs> percent less football and 99 percent more jokes go, go give one of those a shot uh every other again spooky week but then every other monday we got a show debates on tap and then every friday uh we have and another thing that's right but Neither of those happened because we gave five shows in a row this week. Yeah, that's right. And you'll spooky be week. Them. We're talking about spooky stuff and beer brackets. So tune in if you like that stuff. And if you're ever interested in the path, you just let me know and okay. I will. We're going to wrap this up. We'll talk about that later. Okay. All right. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.